0: this episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. If you're a small business owner, you know that it isn't just your business, it's your life. And whatever your business might be, you want someone who understands. That's where State Farm small business insurance comes in. State Farm agents are small business owners themselves, living and working in your community. That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. From Gimlet, this is The Pitch. I'm Josh Muccio, coming at you with a cold. On this show, we take you into the room where entrepreneurs pitch investors for funding. Today, a pair of founders think they found a way to reinvent our music experience by marrying the convenience of digital, with the nostalgia of vinyl. But first, let's meet our investors. Phil Nadell is with Forefront Venture Partners. Look for him to get into the weeds with founders and explore all paths to revenue. I want to invest in a company where I can pour fuel on the fire, where you have a scalable way of acquiring customers and I can add money to it that'll let you explode that. Jillian Maness is with Structure Capital, she loves to put her might behind a brand and really help founders see the potential in their product. This is like a super
1: brand. And I think you have the opportunity to put a cape on it
0: and just let it soar. Daniel Galati is here with Comcast Ventures. He looks for opportunities
2: that can be total game changers. I'm loving the product. And I think that the product you put out is truly disruptive. And finally, on today's episode, angel investor James Altucher.
0: He's less interested in a good idea and more into how a company will actually
3: grow. It's it's one skill to build a product. It's another skill to get customers. It's another skill completely to extract value for shareholders.
1: (laughs) No, actually, Aussie wig. That's something. What would, would be wuss you get?
3: What you see is what you get.
1: I know, but oh,
3: wuss we'll you like.
4: there. Hi. Hi Hi. Hi. Good
1: to meet you. Nice you guys, to
0: meet
3: you. You guys make shorts.
0: Co-founders Ishmael and Johanna look like they just stepped off a sailboat. Designer shorts, summery tops, with a decidedly laid-back air. One might say they have a certain je ne sais quoi about them.
1: What are, you, yep. what are your names?
0: My name is Ishmael.
1: Ishmael. And yes. I'm Joanna, and Joanna. we're the founders of
4: CLEEK. Great and, to meet and you. And your company is CLEEK? CLEEK. Q-L-E-E-K. Oh.
0: Yes, the company is called CLEEK, but that doesn't stop our investors from mispronouncing it throughout the pitch.
2: Tell us about CLEEK. Yes. All right.
0: Uh, so this entire story
5: started about three years ago. I was moving out of my house, going to my parents house to get some stuff and i go to the attic and i find a, a box sitting there with the writing record on it and it was my father's uh, handwriting and i know for sure that my dad doesn't listen to a lot of music so i was curious opened the box and it was filled with like these amazing classics uh bob dylan oh.
6: um <laughs> johnny cash oh.
5: yeah oh.
0: all all the all the classic all the best But without a record player, Ishmael couldn't actually listen to any of his dad's old records. So he did the next best thing. He took out his phone and started playing the music on Spotify. And it was great. It felt uh, this deep
5: connection to my dad because he was probably listening to all these songs at my age. Mm -hmm. And so at some point, uh, I think it was The Times Are Changing by Bob Dylan, it was playing. And I. Got really sad because I thought, okay, I will probably never be able to do this when I have kids because all our music is in the cloud. And it was at that moment that I started thinking about combining the best of both worlds, the best, the convenience of streaming with the intimacy of
0: the record. And that's how Clique was born. So they want to take the best of both worlds, the nostalgia of records with the convenience of digital music. So they came up with a physical product that would be their version of a modern-day record, the Clique. And if they can raise enough money, they're hoping to get their Cliques into 25 stores before
4: Christmas. And today we're here to raise 800K. We actually wow. made each one of you a little present, so maybe oh, awesome. that will help, so you can... Aww.
0: Johanna hands out personalized Cliques to all of the investors. They look kind of like coasters. They're hexagon-shaped with a beautiful wooden top and fit right in the palm of your hand. In this case, each clique is customized with an image of one of the investors.
3: Yeah.
2: These are very personal.
3: But let, let me ask you, this is mm-hmm. such a beautiful design. I want to congratulate you on that. Yeah, That's you your design, good. so you must be some kind of, um, I don't know what you call it,
0: a designer? I'm an designer. That'd be a pretty good word for it.
3: Someone who designs. <laughs> I think I invented that word
4: just now. I, it's a new word.
0: Okay, so the cliques are beautiful, but how do they play music?
4: I'm happy to show you, them. So basically, this is the clique player.
0: Johanna points to a small, square base made with the same wood as the cliques.
4: These are cliques. So each one of these hexagons can be a podcast, a radio show, or a playlist. And all you got to do is put it on the player, and it will start playing the music immediately.
0: She places a clique on the player, and this clique is actually decorated with the artwork of the pitch. It's really nice design on the
3: player. So so you put it on the player... And it was—it's uh, like a little and does box. It connect it with the speaker. Exactly,
4: it's, it's plugged to a speaker. So products. basically, you can plug it to any speaker you have at home, and it will start playing the music. Images. Or if you don't have the Click Player, if you're lucky enough to be gifted a Click, you just take your phone, use the Click app, one second, and you scan the code that's on the back. So I'm gonna scan it.
0: Johanna takes a Click and scans the QR code on the bottom with her phone.
4: And it will bring me to the same content and now I press play and it will start playing the same the podcast or the playlist whatever is on this clique.
6: So if people can play it from the app why do you need that mm-hmm. player? So
5: the, It's
4: either or. Yeah.
5: yeah, the player is really for a home experience. When you're at home uh, usually playing music is a hassle but in our case it's a one-step process. You grab the content you like you put it on the player, and it starts playing. Uh, it's great for your like your morning routine. It, my my favorite thing is like I'm coming back from home uh, from work. I remove my jacket and I put a clique on before I'm even like done with my jacket, and that's the kind of friction we we're trying to remove with the player at home.
0: So maybe you see the clique as a return to the physical music you miss, or maybe it seems like another needless item cramping your hip minimalist lifestyle. But the Johanna and Ishmael, they actually see this as less of an item you would buy for yourself, and more of a chance to buy something for someone else. Basically, the whole the whole pitch of the company is to be able to give the content
5: you love today. If you want to gift something to someone, uh, any content, a podcast that you like, um, a, a playlist that you love, an artist that you really like, there's no way to do it. You, you should you can only buy a CD or you can buy or a gift card a, it's kind of a better a gift itunes card. gift card it's right, a mix between yeah. itunes a gift card and a, a record but,
6: but you could do it literally on a piece of paper you could have business cards printed with the qr code and that way you could just use the app and play it connected to absolutely. a speaker you can definitely do that the only issue would be if you go to if you put that
5: piece of paper on a Christmas tree, it won't hold the emotional value that you have
2: with the cleat. Right. Really, the true value here is the physical exactly. pieces. Right. It's mm-hmm. the player and it's yeah. the physical tiles. Because.
4: Uh, Accessory women. <laughs>
2: because like making it easier to s- stream music or play music through the app is, is oh. kind of a, a, a pretty crowded space. And so really the value that you guys are bringing is sort of this next-gen, you know, vinyl sort of thing, which is... Well, exactly.
1: So, but can't you, I, yeah, but, you can share content now, you can share music now yeah. by sending... Not, not share and
6: it's very different yeah. he's saying gifting is very well, different this from is sharing. an elegant way of gifting it's music mm-hmm. it's like or way. content versus putting it on a piece of paper it, even if they don't have the player if you're going to someone's home you know as you know you're bringing a gift you don't want to bring them a piece of paper with a qr code this is like you can bring them this set of mm. you know cliques or whatever exactly. with different qr exactly. codes and different music to play during the party that you're going to or
0: whatever so to give you an idea. this distinction ishmael is making between sharing and gifting this is everything. If I want to share music, maybe I put up a link on social media to a YouTube video I love, or I send a link to a Spotify playlist, and that's fine. But what Cleek is trying to do is fill the void for those who want to gift music. And you're probably thinking, who is still gifting music these days? Turns out, a lot of people.
5: In 2016, 50% of Americans have gifted a music gift. Okay, 50.
3: What does I'm, that mean? Like, what did they gift?
5: Okay, that's a great question. 75% of those gifts were physical. 75%. What like is a, that? Like CDs? And 30%, the the highest, the most gifted item today in 2016, wait for it,
3: is the, still the CD. No way. Yes. <laughs> where do they get a CD? They,
5: Amazon. Yeah, they buy it on Amazon. They yeah. buy vinyl. They buy gift cards. How do they
3: play a CD? They
0: don't. People they don't. don't. Yeah. As much as the investors might have liked seeing their faces on the front of a clique, This is what really gets their attention. The surprising fact that physical music still has a pretty big market, a market that is apparently being sucked up by CDs.
6: You're saying that 50% of Americans gifted music in 2016, and of that, 75% of it was physical, physical and most of that, 75% was CD. CDs. second is gift cards. That's
2: crazy, right? Yes.
6: <laughs> well, think of it, there is
5: no alternative. Like, if today, if it's Christmas, and we're a family, and I want to give you a, 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 this, the artist, that, if I love Adele, and I want to give you the record of Adele, what can I do? I can buy the vinyl. If you have a turntable, if you don't have a turntable, I can buy a CD. If I don't have, if you don't have a CD player, which most people won't have in ten years,
6: yeah, hmm. what can
5: I well, give if you're to you,
6: Julian? You'll just have a come okay, to the house. Okay, okay, you know what?
1: Really, <laughs> really? Okay, we're gonna so ignore that. Is that. a true story. You no, know, that is if so, not a true story. I'd love to get no. No. Okay, all right,
2: no. let's invite
1: okay, all right, all right. Moving right but along. But you know it's interesting you know this because, more,
6: because this is if you think back to when we were kids, where. You know, like you'd give a mixtape to someone, oh, like yeah. on a cassette tape. You're too young yeah, for this, but, I didn't I didn't but this I is, you know, you do a mixtape, like, right. and you're you're curating the list, right? Some something special for the person you're giving it to. Maybe it's a love interest or whatever. This you can do a very similar thing with that, right? You, you do have
1: ability to do that, is to create mixed gifts, mixed. Well, how I mean, so? How would you do there. that today? There are apps, a there are playlists. Yeah, right.
6: that's, that's an right. elegant way of gifting it, right? So a physical mixtape mix. says, you know, here, I worked hard to, to curate exactly.
0: this. Great. So the investors are into sharing playlists. But are cliques the way to bring back the mixtape?
1: This is so off the beaten path here, but is it possible to make these clips and to... To create them in the form of almost, as getting back to your point, a card, so that they're small. The chip is flat. The
5: issue is, if I give you this and and tell you, here's here a gift. This is a tiny business card. You're like, yes, thank you, and you put it in your pocket and mm. you forget it. If I give you, a sh- we spend a lot of time with invent the <laughs> team deciding the shape of the device and the yes. product because yes. I,
1: I see the design. Not <laughs> <I
3: accurate>. so <laughs> so you're I selling respect. an emotion. Yeah. Cultivated one, in part by the design. One musician
5: told me records are not when people buy records, they don't buy uh, music. They buy the container that has the. Music. Oh well, some
1: the, well, that's ridiculous. So I'm gonna I'm gonna push back on that. It's it's the both. It's, it's the both. both. I mean, people buy records because it is a pure form of music. There is, uh, but for there is something that. tangible and lovely. But one of the reasons that this has had the transformation of the music industry is because people wanted to condense their things. People wanted to be able to. I give, don't
5: necessarily agree with mm, that. I think. That's one of the biggest misconceptions about why, what happened in music because we apply what happens in other sectors of tech to the music space. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, what happens in the music space is we shifted to streaming, which allowed you to just access 30 million songs in one click instead of buying a CD and have 12 songs. And that was the difference. Like paying 10 bucks a month to access 30 million songs, that was the killer thing for me to switch to Spotify, not because it was smaller or decluttered my house. Actually, it made me sad, sort of. And one of the proof of that is the resurgence of vinyl. In my opinion, it's very symptomatic of what's happening in the music space. Millennials are buying vinyls like crazy. Why? Because they, they, they never see and touch the content they have and they love.
1: But also, if you one of the thing one of the mentalities of millennials is that they don't want to have things. Okay, they're trying to get rid of their things, so they're investing more in experiences. Everybody knows that is not true. right. So, because one of the reasons is they they travel around a lot. They don't want to have records. They don't want to have lots of books. They don't have a one lots of things. So they're actually, I feel that the mentality is counterintuitive to what you seem to be. I excelling. agree with you,
5: except for gifting. Uh, in uh, the study that I, I I can share with you shows that millennials are the heaviest gifters in today's world. Aww. Can I give you an example? Yes, please. So we have different pilots. We did a pilot with a, for a wedding, for example.
1: Okay, all right. So, what did that yeah. look like?
5: Uh, <laughs> this looks like so this a as a wedding gift. As a, people, it was a actually oh, a, people I see. would use it. Give it to the guests. We yes. give it to see the guest, so you have each your name on the clique. That's so- the whole
4: advantage compared to a CD, that it's not 12 songs and they won't change, but this you can upload, you can change over time. So as soon as I, let's say it's a playlist, this is mm-hmm. the mixtape I made for you, if I listen to a new song I like, I will add it to this and you'll get a notification that I added new songs to it. So it's an, a present that's alive in a way, which is kind of nice, compared to a record that's static.
3: So So, so in other words, you see gifting as the kind of essence
0: of your business as opposed to, like, listening to music. Ishmael and Johanna have really worked to sell their vision of Clique to investors as the music gifting company. But in defining such a specific market, have they pigeonholed themselves? So what is your traction as of now and what, what,
6: what are sort ask? of the, the um, channels that you're pursuing currently? So
5: we're doing, we did uh, three main things on the f- since we started. The first thing was to prove that people like the product. Uh, and so what we did is to ship the product to people and put it on sale and see what their reception, their reception is. So um, where was it on sale? It was online.
1: It's online. And, uh, and how many did you ship?
5: 500, our okay. first ride of production.
1: Okay, um, and you sold all
4: 500? Yes. Yeah. And the cost? The cost of production cost of the player was uh, around $60. We sell it for 100 And the cost of the cliques was around $4. We sell them for 9 upwards. And that's the whole game or the whole interest of this round of fundraising that we scale up and can produce everything overseas to get higher margins. So yeah, talk, to actually, yeah. talk to us about distribution.
2: Talk to so, us about distribution and what the, what uh, the strategy is are. Yes, yeah, so actually,
4: last Christmas, we had our first retail experience and it went really well, which was great. It? It? Mm-hmm. it was in France and Paris at Le Bon Marché, oh, which is, you know, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a bit like Macy's or it's a, a fancy, fancy yeah. old department store. Yeah. And they took us in very last minute. It was, I think, 10 days before Christmas because they weren't sure about the product. They were afraid people wouldn't understand it.
2: And that's a wholesale? type relationship or what what, what we went
4: through a distributor you went through a distributor yeah. okay and we sold the clicks packs for 199 and the first time they only they ordered only 20 because they said okay if you sell one a day we're going to consider it a success and the first day we sold all 20 we were out of stock immediately
6: 199 so includes
3: the player and it's a the bunch player of. And clicks. six clicks yes yeah exactly it's a great gift
4: Exactly. It and was the perfect Christmas gift. And do you,
3: do you know how many of those people who bought uh, then, of course, rebought?
4: Yeah, Yeah, that was the thing. We saw in February a lot of people coming and ordering that we didn't know because they didn't come through our website. So that was were the retail people. And they reordered cliques and the hives to hang them up on the wall. Mm-hmm.
6: So what happened when you you sent the, you shipped the 500 and then you waited to see if they'd come back and yes. order and what happened? and they reordered. We were surprised. How the many? What was, what was the reorder rate? 30% of our customers reordered the first time.
4: Uh,
5: reorder
3: meaning they ordered another click? Yeah, they ordered. Yeah.
4: Uh, they usually that, order yes. a couple of clicks,
1: and they order the high. Blank clicks. Yes. They order blank this clicks to like... download their own playlists. Yeah, to, you, correct. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Okay.
6: So thirty percent just organically re-order. came back and reordered. Right.
5: And the average cart was uh, on average. Yeah, it was ninety-two dollars.
2: Average uh, order was ninety-two. Yeah, including the player or no? So this no is a this is like yeah. Oh wow, that's hot.
0: reorder rate with an average cart value of $92 is a good start for the company. But Ishmael's been holding something else in his back pocket. We did a lot of user research with Bose, who is an investor in the yeah. company. Oh,
5: are
2: mm-hmm. they? Yes, and they are
5: leading this round. Uh, yeah. And
2: how much do they own, or how much will they own after this? Uh,
5: so they put three fifty on a four million cap, a twenty percent
2: discount a year ago. Okay, I'm just trying to get to. Are they trying to just buy you guys? No, eventually? I think if they wanted to buy us, they would uh, okay. already yeah. do it.
1: So what keeps you up at night?
6: Ah, <laughs> uh, so fundraising of course
3: yeah <laughs>
6: so you raise let's say you raise eight hundred thousand in this round how much runway will that give you uh 18 months 18 months and what do you see as the milestones to the next round that's a great question so the <laughs> i milestones... been working on that one
5: because <laughs> yeah. it's Proud what's keeping me it's the other thing that Did keeps me up that? at night yeah. uh what is the best strategy in terms of fundraising and i thought about this a lot and i talked to a lot of people and what we ended up doing instead of like going full scale in retail and try to produce 30,000 units, we're going to produce 5,000 and then work on increasing the numbers of reorders. And the idea for us is to get to uh, a 40% reorder rate uh, on the clicks. And- um,
2: I'm just curious, like what is your, you've been talking about the the business and we've sort of peppered you with questions and uh, I personally think it's, it's really interesting. What, what's your ambition? What does success look like? Mm -hmm. in this business for you.
5: For us, uh, success means uh, being the medium, the new medium for media, for any media that you would like to gift or to keep.
0: And with that, it's decision time. Have investors bought into the idea of a new medium for music, or has this song already been sung? Here's Jillian.
1: I had a great Russian grandfather And his mantra was, and you have to, uh, in a Russian accent, was where there's a vil, there's a vey. Yes. (laughs) And so I feel that you guys had the will Mm. to this, Uh, and you're figuring out the way. Um, We did, so far. Absolutely, and you have, so far. Um, I just want to say, first of all, this is is sort of the good news, bad news. The good news is, I will buy this. Okay, and I want to be down for one. The company and- or the unit? No, the unit. Oh, okay. <laughs>
2: You're scaring me there for a second.
1: <laughs> um, but I don't know enough about this to really even, I don't want to sound like a cop, I really don't know about, I know more about vinyls than I do about mm-hmm. this medium. And-, and I'm so old-fashioned about that um also my playlists are thousands and thousands it's just i'm not i don't know how to attack this Mm -hmm. um in a way that would be meaningful to you okay and you don't want people like me you want people (laughs) you know like them go them
0: jillian's out here's phil it's a tough one for me
6: uh i think that it's a, it's a very interesting product. I'm just not sure. You, you haven't proven product market fit yet, right? I, I mean, I know that. It's early stage. Next round, hopefully, you, you will. I like to get in once we see product market fit, or at least some early evidence of that. So I, I'm, I'm a little bit torn on this one, but I, th- I think I'm going to pass.
0: Phil's out. Here's Daniel.
2: So here's where I'm at, which is, um, I think this is in many ways kind of like a classic consumer product bet, right? Like you're you're inventing this new format, um, and no one here in this room or anyone knows what the adoption will be, right? And so I think if you get adopt, if you get sort of this critical mass of um, consumer adopters. I think almost everything, at least for me, lines up in terms of business opportunity. I think that you can easily monetize um, and I think you can build a really big business. But I think the the germ of this business really starts with you know consumer adoption. And like so many pure consumer bets, it sort of comes down to a judgment call, a gut feel of how many consumers are going to end up sort of adopting. And so I can't help. And, and again, I could be, Totally wrong here. This is one where I feel like really exposed because I'm just thinking yeah. of that like McKinsey study that was done in the 90s that said like, oh, the the market size for smart for mobile phones will be a million, yes. you know, globally. right? And they're off by, you know, orders and orders yes. of magnitude, right? And so that's why I feel really exposed here because mm. you could be inventing the next, I don't know, MP3, right? right. And so, um, but I just, if I really sort of, um, sort of uh think about who will adopt this. I think it I just can't help but think it's a niche mm-hmm. market um and for that reason i'm I'm a past, but I think what you're doing is really interesting and and could be a really, really big thing just as a as a follow- up to to what I said, I think like like for
6: me, if you hit those milestones that you outlined for the next round, I might be interested in the in the a round or whatever's the next round, you know. Because at that point, I think you've demonstrated a lot more product market fit and adoption and, and 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 traction, certainly. So I think at that point, it becomes much more appealing, at least to me. And I, I know that there'll be obviously a higher valuation. I think the, the, the de-risking that would occur between now and then would be worthwhile for me to pay a higher valuation and to, to de-risk it, what I consider to be a significant amount at that mm-hmm. stage. Three
3: out of four investors have passed. What does James have to say? Here's what I see here. I see this great, magnificent design. Like it's just so beautiful and it really appeals to me. And you even have that enthusiast who puts the designs all over their wall. Yeah. And so there's you have arti- artists already thinking how to make use of this. I also see this excellent combination of design with Internet of Things technology and, and this essence of, of gifting. And I wonder what other things these two minds can come up with in terms yes. of internet of things and gifting. my My problem is unfortunately, i'm I'm passing also, but my problem is I'm an ext- uh, it's unfortunate for you, really. in that in that I'm an extreme use case of the opposite side in that i I about a year and a half ago, I threw out all of my belongings, like ninety nine point nine nine percent of my belongings, anything that could fit. I only have things that could fit in my carry-on bag, and that's it. And he lives so, in
1: Airbnbs. Yes, yeah, so I only live in Airbnbs. <laughs> yeah.
3: I don't own any furniture. Okay. Don't own anything. Okay. This would be, how would I carry this around? I wouldn't care. I, I can't uh, philosophically do it. But, yeah. but my advice is design with Internet of Things. There's probably something there. I just don't feel it with this.
2: I feel like we all could be horribly wrong
1: here. Yeah, I, 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 I know that. I know that. I, you're, right, you're right. We could be horribly wrong. And a piece of me feels that. Thank you so Thank very much. It's a pleasure, it pleasure you,
6: having you both.
0: Once Ishmael and Johanna leave the room, investors dig deeper into their concerns about clique.
1: I just saw this as an extra step. Maybe that's as basic as this. Is I agree that, with
6: you. I see it as necessary, stuff, but I do think that,
1: that, for, that was a wrong some people type
6: are going to like
3: it as a gift.
6: It'll have like, uh, maybe a niche. Uh, oh, we're, we're, the whole world
3: for 30 years has been heading towards an access and condensed, yes. but, an access economy with condensed storage of yes. everything. Right. Yes. So but we right. can't fight well, a to major, his point,
6: major like, trend. If you look at the vinyl thing as like an indicator...
1: But he was wrong, Phil. I can't say he was wrong, but it is a cool factor. You were okay? pushing was, back on the vinyl I, I was because- Yeah, it's a cool
6: factor, right, but cool this factor, would have that same cool pure. factor. No, it's a no pure
1: factor, no one big Vinyl, you vinyl, for
6: audio this vinyl. is for This isn't yes. retro, this yeah. is but his retro. point was that millennials don't buy vinyl no, for the then, audio quality, they buy something? it for the That's cool factor. That's not true, because if you ask millennials,
1: the millennials that are buying the vinyls are actually buying them
3: for the quality
1: because and millennials right. are more music centric than say. ever, than any general, you know. i not the, an
6: autofill or a millennial, so I can't say. Yeah. But you
3: know what, millennials though, are what's fueling the access economy. It's not gonna go backwards to have more things to store. That's why yes. I said this is a niche business at the at best. And yeah, that's,
6: I, I think that's the theme. I think it could be a nice niche business, okay. you know. Right maybe for a I event. can't decide, should I say niche or niche? I, I can't decide. Niche. I, say, I niche. say niche. You go niche? niche.
0: I go niche. But it took me a long time to say on
2: that. I say niche, but I also say tomato.
0: After the break, I catch up with Ishmael and Johanna and find out just how hard it is to start a mixtape revolution. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. We talk to a lot of entrepreneurs on the show and one thread that connects them all, they're not just pitching their business they're pitching themselves because small business owners know that their business is more than just a company. It's their whole life and State Farm gets that. State Farm agents are small business owners too and they know what it takes. They can help you choose personalized policies that fit your budget. That's the personal touch. That's small business insurance from State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. Small business owners know that it's not just business, it's personal. Your business is your life and State Farm gets that. State Farm agents are small business owners too, so they know what it takes. They can help you create a personalized insurance plan that fits your small business needs and budget. And they live and work in your community. So you're not just getting an insurance plan, you're getting that personal touch. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Welcome back. A few months after their pitch, I got Johanna and Ishmael on the phone to hear what's happened with Cleek. What happened
5: is we we I kept fundraising for a while. Uh, I went to a lot of meetings in New York, in Boston, uh, and then we quickly realized that um, just like most of the investors at the show said, we were probably too early to fundraise mm-hmm. uh, considering the situation of Click and uh, all the unknowns around the company, and so we... We decided to stop fundraising, uh, go out and get more traction, and then go fundraise again when we're ready.
0: Okay. Did you raise? You were raising 800k, correct? Yeah, yeah. Did you raise some portion of that? Uh, not, 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 not right now. No. Okay, so you decided to, to cancel the round.
5: Yeah, postpone it.
4: Yeah, we we went back to Paris for now because we wanted to retail here for the holiday season. And we've got five shops in Paris, in the UK and in Switzerland that are committed to sell cliques. So we're preparing for the holiday season right now and trying to sell as much as we can.
0: What are some of these
4: shops? Um, Here in Paris, it's Bon Marché. It's a pretty big, famous department store. Then we've got Harrods in the UK and Bon Genie, it's a Swiss store. And there's a couple more here in France, BHV and some others.
0: Got it. So you mentioned on the pitch that your goal was to get into twenty five stores by Christmas. Uh, doesn't sound like you'll quite hit that mark. No, with with the that was that was with the eight hundred k.
5: Since we didn't raise that amount of money, we couldn't hire the the people that would right. allow us to to be in those stores. Uh, and so we we did what we could, considering we're just the three of us.
0: How many units are you selling right now per month? Uh, we can't really disclose that
5: uh as it's a new product and we're we can't we can't really talk about that okay all i can say is we ran out of stock for the player so we can't sell it anymore because we don't have any more units in stock
0: um oh you don't have any and- more of the players yes so you're only selling the cliques right now yes isn't that a problem that that you don't have any players to sell uh it
5: is somehow uh, somewhat a problem um but it's a problem we have to deal with. We don't have the funds to to make a new production run and uh sell more players. Yeah. And so we don't do it until we raise more money.
0: Guys, that is so tough. Like I'm just trying to imagine being in your shoes, like trying to grow this thing and like having part of your product be unavailable, part of the value prop of what you're selling. Mm.
4: <sighs> Yeah, it's disappointing because we have a lot of demands and we would love to sell, but we can't because we don't have the money to run the production. So it's a tricky situation.
0: So when you, when you remember back to the pitch, being in that room, what do you remember? What sticks out in your mind?
5: Uh, and for, I don't know about Johanna, but for me, it was the successions of no's. Uh, that was pretty traumatic.
4: I I kind of felt that at some point the conversation sort of went out of hand, that they were leading the conversation instead of us, which was too bad because I felt like I wanted to explain more about Click or tell them about some awesome features, but they were like stuck on some particular point that wasn't super important. So yeah, I felt like we didn't always control the conversation, which was too bad. (laughs) So
0: listening to the conversation, um, I understand the feeling of they're focusing on things that we don't you know think is fundamental to our business whether it's the conversation about vinyl or something like that but like it was really fascinating to listen to because I've had so many conversations about clique with people since I first heard your pitch because like people fall all over in the spectrum and like either they like agree with the nostalgia aspect of it which in that respect like they're they're focusing on like the comparison to vinyl which is not what you're saying or they're like excited about um the technology of it but then then it feels i don't know like it's this really weird conversation that like i've never been able to like fully resolve in my mind and that's what the conversation in the room felt like to me too Mm -hmm. but i think i think it was and i think it's it's okay for us to be
5: polarizing Uh, a lot of products were polarizing when they started uh if a lot you you know this better than i do and twitter was polarizing because it's a dumb idea when you think about it Uh, (laughs) like when when you really think about the conversation we were having when it started everything everybody was saying what why why 140 characters when i can use facebook and i can use whatever other platform to just say whatever i want and it's a limit and it a limitation and it constrains a little bit which is like what, what clique does in in a sense too uh, it constrains you to make a mixtape really to someone and prepare it and, and give it and that i think is polarizing by itself in the age of sharing everything so quickly
0: and so easily uh, you mentioned that millennials are the biggest gifters more than any other generation we've seen um, but as as jillian said like we know, millennials are decluttering their cord, ca- you know, their cord cutting, and like they love the sharing economy, ride sharing, food on demand. Why would they be the biggest gifters? It just doesn't make sense.
5: Because gifting is a different. It's not a practical thing. You don't want easy. You don't want. You want the most uh, relevant and personal way when you're trying to gift, and that's why they offering very personalized photo albums they are offering records they are offering um, a
0: lot of physical objects so you're saying when someone's gifting they don't care as much about the convenience of the thing they care about the customization the personalization of it
4: yeah it was like the last party i went to i was so disappointed everyone came with a bottle of wine and i was like oh my god be more creative people if you care about a person, if you just bring another bottle of wine, nobody will care and nobody will mem- remember what you brought. But if you take the time to make something actually meaningful to you and the other person where you spent a couple of minutes thinking about them, what they like or don't, that that will stick out and they will remember this gift. And that's what you ultimately want with the gift, I think.
0: True. But what do you, what do you have against wine? I love wine.
4: <laughs> yeah, we do too. <laughs>
0: Do you have any doubt in your mind that this is going to work?
5: Of course we do. I think doubt is healthy. Uh, We had doubts since we started. Doubts about is it going to work, but not about is it a good product, because we know that it is. Um, The doubt is about can we execute so that we can fund
0: this company, Uh, and that's what we're trying to do. The last I heard from Ishmael and Johanna, they were gearing up for the holiday season and Bose had expressed interest in investing even more money into Clique. Seems there's still plenty of fight left in our founders. Stick around till after the credits to hear scenes from the next episode. Our show is produced by me, Josh Muccio, Molly Donahue, and Kareem Maddox. We are edited by Devin Taylor. Our theme music is by Breakmaster Cylinder, with original music composed by The Musemaker, Bobby Lord, and John Kimbrough. We were mixed by Enoch Kim, with help from Matt Boll. Lisa Muccio plans our recording events, and thanks to Asta Chatharvedi for her reporting on this episode. We found out about Clique because they applied to be on the show, Founders can apply at our website at thepitch.show apply. All right, you've been listening to The Pitch from Gimlet Media. We'll be back in two weeks. See you then. On the next episode, the story of how investor Jillian Manis transformed herself after hitting rock bottom and became the person we know today.
1: When I finally emerged and I the cloud lifted and I said, "All right, I'm I'm ready to to get back into society." I went to this little hair salon and if I tell you I look like a mess, I look like a monster. And my hair was matted and my nails were disgusting and I I was disgusting mess.
0: New episodes of the Pitch come out on Wednesdays, 12 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you're subscribed, wherever you get podcasts. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. If you're a small business owner, you know that it isn't just your business, it's your life. And whatever your business might be, you want someone who understands. That's where State Farm Small Business Insurance comes in. State Farm agents are small business owners themselves, living and working in your community. That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.